up, everybody, and welcome back. I am Oscar Barkus, and the guy with tremendous facial hair next to me is Sam McFadden. And welcome in to episode 25 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. Sam, before we get started, complimenting ourselves on our consistency, yeah. I've just got, got to compliment you. You guys can't see him right now. He has this lamb chop mustache combo that I am incredibly envious of so it turned out much better than i thought it would i appreciate that it's rocking and i i do appreciate that but i think there's something more important happening right now okay that we may not have realized we have hit the quarter century mark i know 25 i know when i when i I made the show doc i was like oh my god yeah wow quarter quarter century uh nobody thought we'd make it here i sure didn't and here we are Feels pretty good. So, and the fact that we're—I don't want to jinx it. I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> we're on a schedule. We we had Tuesday Thursday shows last week mm-hmm. after a missed week. Yep. Might be this Tuesday of this week. I think I think we're looking pretty good. I'm confident that we'll keep this up. Yeah, I'm confident too. Tuesday Thursdays is a good rhythm to have, and we're happy to be here for you guys. And soon enough. We'll be at the half century. So. I know, I know. Here thanks pretty for soon. thanks for sticking it, sticking with yeah. us, guys. Yeah, uh, we got our quick questions as always. Um, quite a bit of important news today. Lots of different things we're going to discuss there. Uh, we've got three segments. We've got some quick keep trade cuts of, at each fantasy position. Our over under results from last week, and then the thing that we did last week, the week six recap we're doing week seven recap now three big takeaways from each game so i'm excited i'm you ready wanna, to do you, it you want to hop in with your quick question yeah here? let me uh, let me get us started here so clyde edwards hilaire yep. plays for the kansas city chiefs they just they sure just does. brought in Le'Veon bell yep people are worried they played their first game together and i think it's a bit of a mixed bag uh following week one i'd Le'Veon, say it's a mixed bag. Le'Veon bell definitely got in there yep uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire played his least, his lowest snap count of the season, yep. 53%. He touched the ball the least amount of, of his season so far. Uh, and and Le'Veon Bell looked pretty dang good when he touched the ball. So, is it panic time for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? And what would you need to see out of him in the coming weeks to prove that it's not? I think it's panic time in terms of the top five pick that you used on him. Certainly, I think, certainly. I think that that is a sunk cost. You're not going to get that value if you trade him right now. No. However, there's still a lot to look forward to. He had a great touchdown run this week. It was his first touchdown since week one, maybe? Yeah, something like that. It's been, been a long time. It's been a long time. Love Bell did look pretty good. He had two 15-yard runs, mm-hmm. which was tied for the amount that he had in his entire time in New York. Yeah, I believe I believe the interesting stat was uh, his longest run as a Jet was 16 yards. His first run as a Chief was 16 yards. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're seeing more effort from him as well as the Gase effect take place once again. Yeah. Um, as far as CEH goes, his ceiling is still top 15 to me, easy. That offense is so good. If he sees 50%, 60% of snaps, and he mixes in in the passing game, because Love Bell didn't receive a catch this mm-hmm. week, still mixes in in the passing game, and he got a bunch of goal line carries this week, I'm, I'm not confident in him as my rb1 but i still think that you're going to get good value out of him and so like we said last week if the manager of ch and your league is panicking i'm still willing to go trade for him yeah i'm also willing to put him on my team because i think the ceiling is way up there i do think his goal line touches go to start to go down yeah, because he has not been great on yeah. the goal line yeah so i think Le'Veon bell starts to take some of those but you know for some reason, I, I can't bring myself to like just throw away the idea of CHB. No, I no, he's he's an incredible talent, and this is an incredible offense. 
the number one thing that we look for in fantasy football is opportunity, which he's going to see less of. But the other two aspects, what I just talked about, um, talent and a good offense, are both still there. So I'm, mm-hmm. if he's your RB two, I'm I'm very comfortable with him in that spot. I will say, dangerous game coming up, Jets. That's a Le'Veon Bell revenge, revenge game. game. Yeah. So. Le'Veon Bell will go off in that game. He has to. I guarantee it. He has to. So, CH might have a lesser game than you're hoping for there. Because uh, I have a feeling Le'Veon Bell is going to come out uh, ready to just rip the Jets apart. He's going to try and get Adam Gase fired with yeah. this game. Yeah. Um, my quick question to you is also dealing with rookies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a multi-step question. Boiled down, though. What do you think the pressure on Tua Tagovailoa is now? Because coming in, I mean, he was a top five pick. One of the greatest passers, if not the greatest passer of all time in college. But we've seen two other rookie quarterbacks who had equal or less hopes coming in. Absolutely tearing it up. Do you think that the pressure's ramping up on Tua? Pressure ramping up on Tua. I, okay, I'll say this. From a from the coaches and from the team, pressure, non-existent. 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 Yeah. I'm they are just, they want to see some good stuff, but if he struggles, they're fine. Yeah. that They're fine with that. Uh, they're just trying to get him to play the best he could play. From the fans, might be a lot higher because they were playing really well with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They see the other rookies performing really really well, albeit losing in, losing in games. We've seen Joe Burrow just light it up in losses this year. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I think for Tua I don't think the pressure's that high. I think I think I think for the for the whole he's got a, at least till the end of the season leeway. And then next year if he's still struggling, that's then, where that's where okay. it starts to get really tough. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Now, I'm sure the, the pressure he's putting on himself is huge in everything, yeah. and he feels pressure, but I don't think it's that bad. He is the first lefty passer in the NFL since Kellen Moore, so that, that's got to be a lot of pressure right there. Yeah, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, that um, I think we, we got some good information there. I, I agree with both uh, conclusions we came to, um, but great, great seasons we're seeing out of rookies so far. Yeah. Absolutely. For news, we are going to start here. The NFL trade deadline is a week from today, so we're going to start seeing a lot of trades, I think. Um, With the COVID atmosphere that we're living in, teams are trying to bring in as much talent as they can in case they start to lose some. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see the good teams separate themselves. There's still a lot of teams that aren't competing, Mm-hmm. But the good teams are separating themselves, and the bad teams are out pretty right. much. You're gonna see a lot of teams starting to trade away their better players. We saw the Cowboys trade away Everson Griffin today. Yeah, uh, which isn't huge. No, it's just news, they but they saw they they know they're not competing. They saw a player that they have on a short term deal that they don't see as part of their future. Send them off. Yeah. Um, I will say just you know a fun little thing we could do here is a trade I'd like to see. Is Green Bay get a receiver? Yeah, that would be cool. I would also. <laughs> the The reports are that they've been looking, but we'll see. Hey, I, I think that uh, Brandon Cooks might be <laughs> send the Texans Brandon a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, been good, but I, not that good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet. I bet we do see. Teams like the Packers get receivers. Teams like the Seahawks hopefully bring in uh, defensive linemen. I'm positive the Ravens will make some sort of deal that makes the rest, the, se- the rest of the, the league, league look, look stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah. It, um, they'll do it. Yeah, They've been doing it. They'll trade for another piece of that 2017 Jaguars defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had some big news break, I think, Friday uh, Antonio Brown, the sweepstakes are over. We thought it was going to be Seattle. He's headed to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, reuniting with 
Tom Brady after their one game one touchdown yeah that they had Pretty last good. year in New England um and apparently Tom has been driving this since he arrived yeah. in Tampa Bay um the funny thing was earlier that week Bruce Arians said it was never going to happen he didn't mm-hmm. think it was good for the team yep we see who's got the power in Tampa Bay I think the bottom line on this is uh I think AB obviously he's been picked up in all the leagues. If he's not, you should pick him up. He's worthy of being on your on your roster. I, I think I think the only analysis to give here is if AB's still on the Bucks, he's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be a playable asset. Maybe not every single week because you have Mike Evans and you have Chris Godwin and, and Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> um, but uh, he's going to be good in certain games. He's going to have blow up games, so you know be willing to play him in good matchups and stuff like that be willing i mean in some leagues you had to spend a good chunk of your fab i my expectation if i spend 20 plus dollars of my fab on antonio brown is he's going to be a starter and i think right now i think he will he's not eligible to play until next week so you have another week off yep um but I'm. I think he'll be a pretty good second half of the season option. I do too. That offense, as long is, as he's on the team. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Arians has already said if he does anything, anything. Yeah. And the NFL off. is he's still done. investigating. Yeah. So, so anything could happen. It's up in the air still. Use him while you can. Use him while you can. And this offense is rolling. I mean, we saw five touchdowns yep. this weekend. So, um, Odell Beckham Jr. tore his ACL. Brutal injury. Baker Mayfield threw an interception. He had the chase down tackle immediately down. Um, yep. This ends his season, and they've already placed him on the IR. Um, do you have any fantasy takeaways here? I mean, someone has to catch the ball in in uh, Cleveland. They're a running team, but someone has to catch the ball. Jarvis Landry gets a bump up for this. Yeah. But also, I mean, Rashard Higgins had a great game last week. He's a pickup for he me. He is a pickup for sure. Uh, I think he could be a steady receiver. Um, they really like the guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hodge. Khalidri Hodge, I think is his name. Was was actually on the roster first couple weeks, was the rece- the third receiver. Yeah. Got injured, went on IR. Since then, Rashard Higgins has been playing great. So Higgins has the spot right now. And behind they Higgins, like Hodge. they do they like, like Hodge. Donovan Peoples. They Jones. like Donovan Peoples Jones. So I know it's they've got some options. Richard Higgins is the pickup to, yeah. in my mind, but those two other receivers, it very well could be them. That yeah, starts to separate themselves. Um, the bottom line is none of them are Odell Beckham. No, Baker takes a huge step down. I mean, if he, you even have if him you, on your team, I will say he had five touchdowns this week. Um, so he was uh, he he is someone that. Should be considered in the streaming category. Uh, that was the battle for Ohio. It's You're right. High score. <laughs> You're right. Um, but I I think that this offense is going to look worse. I mean, he's one of the best, most talented players in the NFL. Sure. Sad to see him go down. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Speaking of sad injuries, back to the IR. He suffered a high ankle sprain on a pretty dirty play. Uh, he was returning a punt and got rolled up on after the play. A guy kept trying to tackle him when the whistle was blown. Uh, Good news for the Eagles. Sam, this is the mandatory Sam looking at me having to mention this. Alshon Jeffrey is back. Should be back. He should Should be. Should be back this week. Cross your fingers. In my opinion, the bigger news, Jalen Rager's back from IR. I think that he'll start to work into a pretty big role with the team. I'm I'm willing to make a bet with you on the air that Alshon Jeffrey is the wide receiver one on that team while he's healthy. You're willing to bet that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am actually willing to bet that. <laughs> All right. I'll bet you two bucks. <laughs> Match my Cam Newton bet. That's a season long bet. <laughs> it's a season long. Okay, we don't have to make it about we don't money. To, we don't have to make it about money. Just I respect. Absolutely disagree with you it is going to be one of travis fulgham who has been absolutely balling out or jalen rager um just another injury for the eagles you're just man. gonna have you to gotta, eat, you're gonna have to eat your words when you will alshon I, jeffrey I will. puts up 16 points a game yeah i sure will 
I just got to feel bad for Carson Wentz. Um, In all seriousness, uh, Jalen Rager absolutely is an interesting prospect. Um, he got targets. He got deep targets when yeah. he was playing. So he's he's going he's going to get them now that he's back. Alshon Jeffrey. In all seriousness, I see him as he's going to get targets. I, I'm sure of that. Oh, 100%. he's absolutely going to get targeted. There's no other people on the team. He's going to gonna get be he's going to be one of the favorite targets. And I'd be willing to say, especially now that Zach Ertz is gone, uh, he's probably he might be the number one red zone target. Probably. So um, I'm I'm interested, and in, especially if he plays us, they're playing Dallas. So, yep. and I'll talk about what it's like to play Dallas here in a little bit, but. Spoiler not good. it's very easy to play Dallas yeah. right now. So Yeah, not good for the Cowboys. Uh, we had Chris Godwin in his first game back, fracture his finger on a touchdown catch. He has already been ruled out for week eight. Um, good news is fractures, especially fingers, aren't too bad. Bad news is he's a receiver. He uses his hands a lot. We'll see what the recovery process is, but they've already said they're not placing him on IR. I'm pretty confident he'll be back week nine and he'll be ready to rock yeah um, just with a b and just a b will be there. yeah 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 um jeff wilson had a few 49ers injuries jeff wilson jr uh who had a monster game he was the rb1 this week on mm-hmm. um, his third touchdown he kind of got rolled up on another high ankle sprain and debo samuel had a hamstring injury Wilson's going to the IR. Debo is not, but is expected to miss a few games. Yeah. They said, they already came out and said he's expected to miss multiple games. They're not putting him on IR. That means they think it's going to be two games. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, he's certainly not playing this week. And he's, he's, I, I would really be surprised if he comes back next week. It's a bummer. He has such, it's such a good matchup this week against Seattle. That's how it goes. Uh, the good news is for that offense, Kyle Shanahan is making anyone good right now. Yeah. I think that this is a huge bump up for, we talked about Jarek McKinnon last week, didn't happen. Um, but I think that this does bump him up. Mm-hmm. This bumps up Jamichael Hasty, who yep. we'll talk about in a second. And this also sneaky pick bumps up Brandon Ayuk quite a bit in my mind. Not only is he their most talented receiver, he's also seeing looks out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So I think... I think he could be due for a huge week against Seattle. Absolutely. Um, Kenyon Drake suffered a slight ankle ligament tear. Um, They haven't placed him on the IR yet, but he is a candidate for IR. Other than his big week against Dallas, it really was just a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, Chase Edmonds has, in my mind, far outplayed him. And this is going to give... Edmonds the chance to take over that backfield and considering Drake is on a one-year deal this could be all he needs to show that he should be the guy yeah if he if he plays really well this next couple weeks he could totally take over it he had a big week uh once Drake got injured so right um we'll see he'll get the work he will get the work he's he's the top candidate for that job from the coaching staff Chris Carson had a midfoot sprain. He is doubtful for this week and is week to week from then on, so he could week, miss two weeks. Yeah. He is not being placed on the IR, so that's good news. While he's gone, uh, Carlos Hyde time. Carlos Hyde time. I think, I mean, he looked good in uh, Chris Carson. If Carlos when... Hyde is the guy playing, he's going to have 60 to 80 yards. Yeah. And there's a good chance that ends up with a touchdown. I so. will say he got injured this week also. Right. Less severe injury. But if he's going to miss this week also, uh, Travis Homer was already ruled out of this week. So we're going down, far down the Seattle running back step chart. Look for the name DJ Dallas. Um, he was drafted this year, I think that, or maybe last year, but I think that the team likes him a lot. Um, and if he's the only healthy guy, he could be a good flex play this week. Yep. Now for the good news. Um, Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb are both looking pretty good in their recovery. Christian McCaffrey, although he's most likely going to miss this week, he's a long shot to play Thursday night. He will play next week. Yeah. Uh, so the deal with him is um, he started off practice on uh, Monday uh, in a non-contact red jersey, no helmet, 
just doing stuff. So people thought, okay, it's going to be another week. But then, second half of practice, put a helmet on, switched it out for a black jersey, and actually did practice with the team. So that's where the the hope is coming from. Um, they do play Thursday night, but it is, and it it is, is when the we Falcons. say when we say it's a uh, long shot, we mean long shot. Yeah, like I think that the team again, we've talked about this. They're gonna they're gonna make sure that their star running back stays healthy. They're playing the Falcons, who is a div- who are a divisional opponent, but yeah. they're not very good. Uh, I think that the Panthers are thinking that they're gonna win this game, and Mike Davis is good. So they, Mike Davis is good. They uh, are gonna hold out. Christian McCaffrey. Although I know that he really wants to play this week, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna make sure he's healthy. Matt Rule did come out and say Mike Davis will continue to play when Christian McCaffrey returns. I think that that's just because they've seen how good he is. They'll they'll yeah. see some two running back um, backfield looks. I uh, if you own Christian McCaffrey, I don't think this is worrisome no no Christian McCaffrey being out on the field if when he's healthy he's going to get his touches he's yeah. going he's going to produce with those touches whether the team is good or bad and the team is better than we thought it would be oh, yeah. which I think only helps him so um, I'm not worried I'm not worried at all Davis what this does is take Christian McCaffrey I think he played 99 percent of snaps last year yeah I think that this will make him more like 80 to 85 percent which right. is like Oh no! Which is like returning to what most running backs. Besides play. Chris McCaffrey, about all you can hope for. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news here: Nick Chubb mentioned him earlier. He's on track for a Week Ten return. The Browns have a bye week, Week Nine, so that gives him plenty of time to recuperate. Um, this is what you could have hoped for with Nick Chubb going down. Um, and the good news for him is. None of the other running backs, even Kareem Hunt, have really impressed that much in his absence. Um, I think that it goes back to what it was like for yeah. the first three weeks of yeah. the season. I don't think I don't think Nick Chubb's job has ever been in jeopardy. Yeah, um, that running game looked its best when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were spelling Playing each together. other. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what it'll be when they come back. Um, and honestly. If you're a Kareem Hunt owner, it's probably better for Kareem Hunt if Nick Chubb Oh, yes. Yeah. So. Keep him fresher. Keep him uh, focused on the passing game work. Yeah. Um, I think that this is good for both running backs, and uh, I'm happy for Nick. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, Let's move into our first segment here. We've got some keep trade cuts. We're each going to mention three names at a position. And the other one is going to choose which one to keep, which one to trade, and which one to cut in fantasy. So, mm-hmm. Sam's got quarterbacks. What do you got for me? I got Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. We got two rookies and the vet. Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert are all playing really well as of late. Oh, yeah. Actually, they're very close to each other in the rankings. Um, Justin Herbert is just coming off of a crazy good game against the Jaguars. Yeah. Number one, number one uh, fantasy. Quarterback on the week. Number one quarterback on the week, yeah. Yep. Um, what are you thinking here? Keep trade cut. This is, this is of course, in a redraft league. Yes, yes. Not, not a dynasty. dynasty league. No, in dynasty, it's obviously Burrow and Herbert. They're the right. long-term guys. Uh, in a redraft league, this is hard because I've mentioned before, Jay Herbo, Herbert is my guy. I heard him called Herbie Fully Loaded this week, which I really liked. I like that. Um, I have to capitalize on that huge week he had. I think that he probably has the highest trade value out of the three. Um, All three possess rushing upside, which is something that I look for in my quarterback. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm going to capitalize on the Herbert big week. See what you can get for him. So I'm trading him. And then of the two remaining guys, Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to keep. Joe Burrow, I'm going to cut. Tannehill is playing, in my opinion, in the best offense out of the three. He's been the most consistent. I think he's the quarterback three from when he came in to replace Marcus Mariota on last season. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm in on Tannehill. I think that he's going to continue doing what he's doing. And Burrow, though he's been lighting it up, he is also throwing a lot of interceptions. So I, I'm going to 
Keep Tannehill, trade Herbert, cut Burrow. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with every everything you just said. Though I um, will say, I think from here on out, Justin Herbert's probably a top five quarterback. That's fair. He's been playing like it. He's yeah. certainly been playing like it. The uh, deep ball, the rushing upside, the fact that he's not scared to do, do pretty much anything on the field, and that defense is so injured they're being gashed for quite a bit of points not to mention i mean his next couple his next couple of matchups are denver las vegas miami the jets the bills yeah so uh you can't ask for a much easier uh much easier run of games um so if you want to keep herbert i have no problem with that not one bit um my next position here is the running backs and I've got the running backs 8, 9, and 10 so far in the season for you. Are you going to keep, trade, or cut Todd Gurley, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ronald Jones? Okay. Oh. This one's tough. This one's tough. I think I'm going to be trading Todd Gurley. Okay. Let me just make sure I'm right on this while I talk. Uh, that I, I'm. He is the running back. I'm, I'm remembering their their pre their this week's games correctly. Yeah, he put up 20 points this week. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and trade Todd Gurley, right? I'm going to cut Ronald Jones. And I'm gonna keep Ceh. My. I think you can get more for Todd Gurley than Ronald Jones right now. Mainly due to the fact that Leonard Fournette's back, people know that. And he played, a, about he played a really good game. And he this played week. a really good game yeah. this week. Um, so I th- I'm thinking you can get more for Todd Gurley right now. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and trade him. But I should I should mention he's far exceeded my expectations. Yeah, and at this point in the season, I will say the Falcons are bad. They're going to keep running the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm in on Todd Gurley as a top. 15 running back rest I, of the season. I think the the ceiling is still there for CH, and yeah. that's what I'm going to chase here. Um, I'm with you there. And again, with Ronald Jones, like, okay, so coming into the season, I was out on Ronald Jones. I think we both were. And, I'm with you. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm genuinely worried about the Leonard Fournette. Coming I am too. I am Leonard, too. Fournette, Leonard Fournette looked great. He is still very talented. Yep. Uh, and I think that that's going to be a 1A-1B situation. And I think the run of Ronald Jones' 100-yard games is, is you know, over. He I, might he'll get, still, he might he'll get, still one, get a few, for but, sure. But consistency-wise, I'm with you. No. I also, this is going to be the most disgusting thing I've ever said on this podcast. I think Leonard Fournette's the better pass catcher. <laughs> I think so, too. Ronald Jones has always struggled. Mightily. He had he had my, one of the easiest passes just bounce straight through. I mean, I mean it hit multiple parts of his body uh, on like a crucial third down. So right. that's that's tough. I'm I'm with you. I think you can get the most out of. I think you can probably get the most out of Ceh still, but I think that I would want to keep him on my team. So I'm I'm with you there. Uh, you want to move us into wide receiver? Yeah, I can do that. So my wide receivers are Tyler Boyd. Mike Evans and Robert Woods. Tyler Boyd has not been super consistent throughout the season, although he, he has been consistently getting targets while he's yep. been playing. Uh, we saw him last week put up a great game. Joe Burrow's been putting up numbers just about every single game. Loser win, um, and he's the number one target target on the offense. Mike Evans has not been getting a ton of targets. He's been getting targets. He has had a few really good games and a few not really good games. Yeah, uh, and not to mention AB is coming in. Chris Godwin is not playing next week, so he'll, he'll probably have a good week next week. But uh, starting week nine, it's him, Chris Godwin, and my and uh, AB, and then Robert Woods just is coming off of a pretty poor performance, albeit in one that the Rams really didn't need receivers they didn't need to, do, to anything. do anything. No. Um, but other than that, he's been pretty dang consistent. The most consistent receiver on this list, for sure. Uh, but he has he is the lowest ranked on this list as well in total points. I hate to do this to my man, Bobby Woods. <laughs> I think that you're right about Mike Evans. 
However, after this week, I think you might be able to get some good trade value out of him. He's for sure the most prominent name of the three. I think that he's the guy that I'm going to trade. And Tyler Boyd, I'm he's been really good. When he's been healthy, he's been receiving a lot of targets and doing pretty good things with these targets. He's Joe Burrow's favorite target on the team for sure. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals have to th- move the ball through the air a lot. So I think that I'm going to keep... Boyd, trade Evans, cut Woods. Okay. And I would say that I'm going to also trade Evans with the caveat of if he's not trading for, you know, if that if that name value isn't there, if it's not selling people on him, he's the one I'm cutting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um <clears throat> I I think I have more faith in Robert Woods to continue on on being consistently good than Mike Evans now. Although Mike Evans certainly is going to have his blow up games. Don't get me wrong. I love the man. Uh, and then I think I'm gonna have to keep I'm gonna have to keep Tyler Boyd. So I guess I am as of right now cutting Woods. Which sucks. Um, love the guy. Sucks. But um, if this question were asked me in a week or in two weeks, once A B comes back, that question might that that the answer might be different. Yeah. It just yeah. I'm I'm right now still waiting on to see what a what it looks like with AB in that yeah. offense. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, tight ends here. We've got the tight ends three, four, and five in that order: Darren Waller, Jonu Smith, Mark Andrews. All right, I'm man. I love Mark Andrews. I okay. Jonu Smith has been so good, save for. This week's game. And the games that have been moved because of coronavirus right. and that stuff. But for the most part, he's been absolutely stellar. Yeah. Darren Waller has gotten a ton of targets. He's averaging like eight targets a game. Yeah. And Mark Andrews has his good games, and then he puts up three points a week. So I'm going to have to cut Mark Andrews. That's what I am That's what I would do also. I'm going to trade Joni Smith. Yeah. Mainly because I don't think his incredible streak continues. Like, he was putting up great, great numbers weekly. I don't think that continues. I think the Titans as a whole, some of those efficiencies start to come down a little bit because they are just about the most efficient offense in the league. I think that starts to come down a little bit. I think they stay as a good offense. Maybe not, like, one of the best in the league. Uh, But I'm going to have to keep Darren Waller. He's getting the targets. And most most times he produ- he catches the target, so I'm I'm gonna take the ball. Yeah, when he gets at a minimum, I think his lowest is seven targets in a game so far. Yeah, you can't forfeit that. Um, the Titans play the Bengals this week. I think Joni Smith could be in for a huge week. Yes, absolutely. Trade him after that if you need to. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna have to cut Mark Andrews. It's tough which stuff. Is sad. If that if that Baltimore passing offense could figure itself out like it did last year. Mark Andrews would probably be the keep here. Maybe yeah. the maybe the trade because he'd be worth a lot, but he definitely wouldn't be the drop. Yep. All right, uh, we've got our over under results, which I'm going to run through really fast. Spoiler: We were right on every single one of yeah. these. Yeah, we were. So incredible. why? Okay, I've got to I've got to ask this: Why aren't you sharing us with your friends when we're this reliable for yeah. fantasy? When we can give you when we can give you spot on advice like this easy what's the deal yeah uh we had cam newton over under one and a half passing touchdowns which uh i chose the under he had zero yeah he actually threw three interceptions and less than 100 passing yards it was yeah. a bad game for cam, cam newton Newton's cam Newton's had a cu- bad couple of weeks yeah since so. since he came back from coronavirus he has been bad uh and it's a mechanics issue if you watch him throw the football he is not comfortable so you have to wonder if the ankle injury came back, or I don't, we'll see what's up. Uh, we chose, I said, Deshaun Watson over under three and a half total touchdowns. He had two. I took the under that on that one. Sam he took two. the under. He had two. Um, Next, yeah. we had Jarek McKinnon over under 60 rushing yards. He had negative one rushing yards. Um, it was the <laughs> Jeff Wilson Jr. show, and when he went out, Jamichael Hasty came in. Uh, so, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm kind of in on Jarek McKinnon this week. It was very disappointing last week. Right. I had Boston Scott over under 11.5 PPR points. 
Sam took the over. He had a 16.7. Mm-hmm. And actually a very good game. From... I'll be, I will admit, the only reason he got that was because of the last play he did where he caught a touchdown. Yeah. That got him over the hump, but it got him there. So sure did. that's all that matters. Don't give him the context, yeah, Sam. That's we all eight, that matters. We eight for eight. I was right. That's all that matters. Uh, Sam had the line on Chase Claypool over under 12.3 half PPR points. That was the line given to us by Sleeper. He had negative point seven. Um, in some leagues, they don't count fumbles lot or fumbles kept by the offense, so it would have been point three. Yeah, uh, not a good week from him. But we've talked about it. He's going to have an, his up and downs. Yes, for he's sure. he's especially going to be boom bust now that Deontay Johnson's back. We saw it. Deontay Johnson had his most targets in the season that on the game coming back from injury. So Chase Claypool is. He's taking a hit, but he's still certainly a playable piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's what we've talked about with like a Deshaun Jackson in the past. Yeah. Where you just got to start him every week because some weeks he's going to give you 30 points. Right. You just got to fight past that recency bias yeah. from this week. Yep. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I set the over-under at 82.5 receiving yards. Sam was bullish and said, I'm confident he'll get over 100. And he did. He took the over, 114 receiving yards. That was his most this season. Yep. yep. Great game from him, although it wasn't a great game from the Lions. No. Uh, Darren Waller, over under 8.5 targets from Sam. I took the over. It was 9, so it was barely there, but we got it. Got it. Uh, Never and in then doubt. I had the Jonu Smith over under tight end 5.5. Sam took the under. He had he was the tight end forty two. He caught one pass for like nine yards. So yeah. I that one was tough. All um, that matters is uh, eight for eight. Yep, eight for eight. About to be sixteen for sixteen. Yeah, yeah. We'll I'm, we'll we'll bring this section back on Thursday, and uh, you better believe it that we are as confident as can be right now. Oh we yeah, are riding as high as we possibly can be. We will be gloating about this. Yeah, if we're you, taking our victory. Lives. If our friends are listening to this right now, watch out. Yeah, we're riding high. Yeah, uh, let's jump in here while we still have time to our last segment. We've got our week seven recap. Uh, we each picked three games, and we've got some takeaways from each game. And we'll run through these quickly-ish, so we don't make you listen to us for too long. Yeah. But you want to start us off here, Sam? Absolutely, I would love to. I was hoping you'd ask. All right, my game, my first pick, uh, picked game was Dallas Washington. The football team whooped up on Dallas. Whooped as is now probably customary. You're gonna yeah. see it just about every week now, apparently, especially now that Andy Dalton is out. It's down to Ben DiNucci. Oh yeah, my man. Oh yeah, who I love, James Madison. Proud. Yeah. Uh, the takeaway is you can fire up any weapon you want against the Dallas uh, defense, apparently. They are letting everybody get fantasy points. Antonio Gibson had his best week of the year. Terry Terry McLaurin McLaurin had had an incredible game. Huge game. game. You know, uh, Kyle Allen, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure he played just fine. He played fine. Um, And uh, I was stupid. I was one of the the stupid many that picked up the Dallas defense hoping that Hoping that there'd be some turnovers because the Washington football team always turned it all over. Zero no. zero. No, yep. they uh, played really poorly. Uh, and the other, the other, the other thing I just want to mention real quick is that it's really starting to look like it might be time to panic on the Dallas, Dallas offense. offensive weapons. Yep. Zeke, Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup. I'm out on Michael Gallup. I'll say that Dalton Schultz. The rest is really up in the air. Yeah, it's. Uh, They'll have some. I'm confident. I mean, Zeke is one have of the best games. running backs in the league. But this is we talk about it. It's hard to pay running backs because now that Dallas is down to their second string line across the board, he's yep. fumbling a lot and averaging like two and a half yards per carry. So yeah, so it's starting to get really, really tough. So I would maybe. Uh, Listen, I, I don't like using the, uh, if you have it in your league, the uh, ability to put someone on the trade block. I think that's a terrible idea. All it does is lower their value. Uh, but I would be actively looking to see what you can get, gauging people to see what they're thinking on this. And if you can find someone who values them highly still, get them off Turn the to team. the Cowboys fans I don't in your want, league. I don't want that headache on my team right yeah. now. 
And I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. So if there's some Cowboys fans out there that are wanting those pieces, thinking it's going to turn around, take advantage of them. Please. My game that I've got here first is the Patriots versus the Niners. And I've just got to say it. The Patriots are really bad. Um, They might be the worst conglomeration of fantasy assets we've got in the league right now as a whole. Which means that the Jets are not last anymore. Hey, the Jets got Jameson Crowder. Yep. And LaMichael Pirine, maybe? We'll see. Hopefully. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a pretty good week this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pats, man. So, here's my question. How many games would they need to lose in a row for them to bring out Jared Stidham? And to bench Cam? I don't, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. Really? Yeah. I don't, they, if they if they lost the rest of the season, you think they would bench Cam? I maybe. Even if, I think they would bench Cam if they I if think they, they lost. They'd have to. They'd have to. <laughs> I think but, it's okay. So they, the, the last two games he's played poorly and they've lost. I think if he does that two more games, I think in that fifth game they would be like, okay. The only reason that's stopping me is they clearly don't think Jared Stidham's their guy for the future. Otherwise, he'd already be in. Uh, and in the game that he played in, he was pretty bad. So I think that they're thinking if they're going to lose out, they'll just be one of the teams drafting. Right, but I think my point of view is that they'd play Jared Stidham to see if maybe he surprises, and if he does, maybe you could trade him, or maybe you keep yeah. him as a back. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, get him some reps. Regardless, Cam... Not great. <laughs> he had two rushing touchdowns in each of the first two games, which we were all like, oh my God, he's so good he's back um but he wasn't throwing well and now that the running floor is out he is bad yeah yeah he is he is the number 23 quarterback on the season i think yeah sure is memory serves all right moving on to the next game i chose jacksonville chargers this game was a little bit wild. I would like to take this one moment to gloat and say that. All right, sure. Oscar, Oscar, and I were discussing this game, and I said I, don't, I think it's going to be a very close game. I don't think the Chargers are going to kill him, and Oscar disagreed with me. That was on the podcast. So that was on the podcast. I think our listeners will remember. Uh, and you can, you can stop. The Chargers certainly were not comfortable at any point in this game. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> but Please. it's the Chargers, bro. It's the Chargers. Yeah, it is. Uh, so my takeaway from this game was that uh, you you should not be afraid of a good running back because they're in a bad team, which I guess you can use to talk about Zeke. We talked about Zeke earlier being worried about him. He'll still get he'll still get a bunch of touches. So be the running back in question here is James Robinson. Man, he looked really. A good A lot week. of people questioned him, including myself. Yeah, I found myself questioning him. After calling him one of the fantasy MVPs. You sure did. But I'm all the way back. I'm all the way back on the train. He's a fantasy I, MVP. I, I, he looked incredible. He looked really good. Uh, he got a ton of touches. He is the best weapon on that team mostly right now. Yeah. DJ Shark maybe, but not with Gardner Minshew. It's just not. It's not There's a miss somewhere. Yeah. So James Robinson is the best weapon on that offense, and they do not mind giving him the ball in every way possible all the time. Yep. So, uh, so and James Chris Robinson, Thompson has coronavirus, so yeah. he's out for the next couple weeks. Rykel Armstead, I should have mentioned this, is really sad. Uh, he is going to miss the rest of the season. He got coronavirus twice yep. and was hospitalized for his symptoms, so it's not looking like he's going to play again this season. Um, Divine Izigbo is coming back. back. Um, so I think that they're going to see what they have there also, probably, but I'm fully confident i'm not worried yeah i'm not worried fully confident it just you know i will say james robinson he had a couple weeks there where he you know put up seven points 12 points seven points you know like three or four weeks there and he'll probably do that again yeah for sure but he also has a player that you can play every single week because he is going to get a ton of touches yep He's, we've talked about it like with like Joe Mixon. He'll have his down weeks where he still gives you running back two numbers, yeah. but he'll have a huge week where he has what James Robinson did this week. Right. Uh, Detroit-Atlanta is my next game. 
These t teams seem to really like losing. This game was down to the wire for all the wrong reasons. We even saw a hilarious Todd Gurley try to stop himself from fumbling into the end zone. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the that was Falcons, an idiot move. Idiot move. It, it was. Jeez. Yeah. He's been um, playing in the league too long to make that kind of mistake. I also want to blame their offensive coordinator for calling that play because... They could have knelt and had it was they were on the thirty yard line. They, they he could have knelt or they were on the twenty yard line. They could have knelt and had a good field goal distance. That's fair. Um. So anyway, poor. It was a sloppy game. If you're Detroit, you can't be proud of winning that game. Ugh. Um. Kenny Galladay. It's Detroit. Did, They're proud of any game they can <laughs> win. Kenny Galladay did have a really good game though, and both these running backs are pretty good. I think uh, Todd Gurley, we talked about him earlier. He's Ugh. shown that he's way better than I thought he would be coming into the season. Yep. And DeAndre Swift has now put up two pretty solid weeks. Uh, I'm He's in my lineup. He's in my yep. lineup. He's yep. shown that he's by far the best running back in that backfield. I agree with that. And it's just it's still gross. <laughs> it's gross. I think that it might get a little clearer. Uh, I think that the Lions are shopping Carrion Johnson right now, so he could be traded this week, and that would make it a little clearer. I just don't know who's going to trade for Carrion Johnson right now. I think that what this means is if he's not traded, he might be cut. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, moving on to my last game of the week, Chicago LA Rams. Uh, this was a blowout. Don't don't let the score convince you that it was a fourteen point game. It was bigger than that. It was they the Chiefs the the not the Chiefs, the Rams outplayed the Bears consistently all night. Yeah, the whole night, especially the the Bears offense. Uh, my takeaway from this game was that the Bear, Bears offense is bad. It's super it's bad. Bad. And it's not. It's not. Free a, it's Allen not, Robinson. It's not something that a switch between Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles or back again is going to fix. No. Either way, there's still the issues. Um, it, it's to the point where it's like I was watching a lot of David Montgomery last night, and I couldn't. In one play, it would be he got two yards because he had nowhere to go, and then the next play, he'd get two yards because he's just not maybe not that good. No. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, and then they'd throw the ball to Allen Robinson, and they'd overthrow him, or yep. they'd throw it into double coverage and get it picked. Nothing is working as it should be on that offense, and this—it's the biggest reason why everyone thought that they were one of the worst five and one teams we'd seen in a long time, which I stand by. Absolutely. Um, and the worst part about it is they're just wasting this defense. Akeem Hicks is one of yeah. the best defenders in the league. Yeah. Front to back, I mean, he's a great defensive tackle, but he's one of the best defenders in the league. It's, he, his prime is being wasted on this team that is really good. That's a mention Khalil Mack. Yeah. yeah, Khalil Mack. How do I even forget that? Yeah. This this team is really bad, but their, their record indicates otherwise, so they're not going to get a high enough pick to fix their biggest hole, which is at quarterback. Right. I don't know what the solution is, but they're it's, they're just gonna have to keep riding it out because they're five and two. Moving forward, I think it's I've I've gotten lower and lower on David Montgomery as the season has gone on. He's still getting like snap percentages and the workload. Yeah, but it's not amounting to much. I mean, he got a ton of touches last night in a bunch of and quite a few catches. Yep. there at the end, he had less than ten points. Yep, it's getting tougher and tougher to justify playing anyone outside of Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson is consistently saved by fourth quarter heroics. When the Bears are like, "Oh my God, we got to make this a closer game than it really was," yeah. like they did. They're last like, night. "Oh my goodness, wait a second, do we have Allen Robinson on our team? Oh, we do. Okay, throw him a forty yard pass. He'll catch one of those." I'm, then... I'm still confident in a Rob. Oh, me too. Me too. I just wish he was traded. To if the he Packers. was on a different team, I'd be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my last game here before we close it out is Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. The Bills and the Jets played, and I just have four words for you. What the hell, Buffalo? <laughs> Dude, I okay. The the Jets lost, and rightfully so. 
But I'm telling you, I've, I've said this a couple weeks now, the Jets are going to steal a game from somebody. They will. They're going to see, it's It is hard to go in 16. It, it is. Especially now that Adam Gase is no longer calling plays. Yeah. They're going to steal offense, a game from somebody. That offense looked way better yeah, without yeah, Adam Gase calling plays. And it's like, that's his thing. Yeah. That's that's what he was brought in to do. It's, he's the it's quote that, quarterback whisperer. Yeah, it's that. It's offensive, and then it's quarterbacks. And he's done neither since he got there. Yeah. Uh, but they looked the best they've looked by far, and they don't even they didn't even have Jameson Grad around. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned Lamichael <laughs> P. Ryan earlier. He scored the only offensive touchdown, the only touchdown of the game. Yeah. Was for the Jets. Uh, Eighteen to ten was the final score, which was six field goals by the Bills. Josh Allen threw the ball forty three times. He had over three hundred oh. passing yards and no touchdowns. So I just yeah. I don't I don't know what happened there and he didn't even turn the ball over. I think he may have fumbled, but he didn't throw an interception. There was some just break in the red zone this week which I wouldn't be worried about except it's the Jets. I no, normally teams have a week where they just can't seem to score, even the best teams. Yeah. But it's the Jets. I'm iffy. I'll say this the good teams or the top teams in the league are supposed to be able to you know kill teams that they're supposed to beat you know you'll see it with the the ravens are the best example here because they've had question weeks they've had weeks where they didn't play their game against kansas city they did not look very good no but every time they play a bad team they kill them yeah they pummel them into the ground yeah and they do it they make it look easy because they're a great team kansas city same way the bills this is one of those games where it just tells me they won it. They got away with it. Fine. They are still steps away from being one of the top teams in the league. I'm with you. Yeah. They're they're outmatched in the AFC with the Titans, the Steelers, the the Ravens, and the, the Chiefs. So, yeah. They he, got, I, I will say, as far as fantasy assets go, the running backs still look really bad. So, that means Josh Allen's going to have to run the ball more. Yeah. Um, he threw the ball 43 times, as I mentioned. So you you can still depend on Josh Allen as a week-to-week starter. Josh Allen is fine. Stefan Diggs is fine. John Brown, when he comes back, I'm all in on. Yeah. He's still a trade and target Cole Beasley, for me. Cole Beasley had 11 catches Cole for Beasley, over 100 yards. Cole Beasley is, one of the, is a top 20 receiver in, yeah. in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, so if you can trade him, trade him. Uh, yeah. John Brown is going to come in. He's going to be the number two receiver on that team, yeah. and he's going to be great. That, I, that so. offense will still be good for fantasy. This Certainly. was just a shock. Yeah. Um, but that does wrap us up here. want to give you guys some, some of your time back. I know we've been talking your ears off, but... I enjoyed this. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on this schedule. Thank um, you guys for uh, for listening to 25 episodes of this. Oh yeah. Maybe when we get to uh, when we get to 100, we'll make a shirt or something. Yep. Make a if, t-shirt. Hey, if we had a dime for every episode we released, we'd be two dollars and fifty cents richer. So. And I feel way richer than that right oh, now. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks to this podcast and all you guys out there listening to us. And uh, tune back in on Thursday for us to go eight for eight on over unders again. Absolutely. See you guys soon.